Hi, welcome to episode three of Lindsay Lee's Voice Memos, where I share self-help tips to level up your life that have changed mine for the better. A lot of people ask me how I have enough time for everything that I do or how I have so much on my plate and how I deal with it and just balance everything out. So today I wanted to talk about um, the habit loop, emotional intelligence, and just give you some overall tips on how you can embody balance in different areas of your life and become more successful starting today. So I'll be going over some and sharing some important life lessons that I learned over time and I'll just be giving them to you in a matter of minutes. So when we look at just starting off blatantly, when we look at people with their life together, you can break areas down. And I broke uh, the life areas down, if you will, into five groups. The first being academics and corporate category. This is school or work. Two is anything physical health, um, staying active, sports, staying in shape. It could be the gym, whatever. Three is hobbies something you're good at, like a talent, or something you feel passionate towards. It could be anything from music to volunteering to going to church. And when I look at adults, I realize that something really important for long-term happiness is having something that you feel passionate or purposeful towards, something that you really love doing, and something that you can seek comfort in. Um, So any hobby hobby of sorts. Four is social life. This is friendships, um, going out, stuff like that. Five is maintaining relationships in your life. The interpersonal side, including yourself, family, friends, significant other, okay? And basically everything else will fall into one of these five categories. So if you imagine a huge bubble chart and how these categories intertwine, it is very much possible to have like two or three of these areas put together. But Not many people have all five of these areas controlled because it's pretty difficult to balance everything out. And I'll just be giving tips and tricks on this during this episode. So keep in mind those five categories that I just mentioned. So to start off with some messages that I want everyone to hear. Number one, don't stress about if your life is going perfectly. Instead, focus on the few steps in front of you and I promise everything else will fall into place. The universe either tells you yes not right now, but later, or that something better will come your way. It never says no, and I completely agree with that. If something doesn't go your way or you have a step back, for example, try looking at it from a different perspective. My perspective towards this is that if something isn't working out for me in that moment, it's I just see it as I'm taking a longer route to taking to getting where I want, and I'll just be getting or learning something along the way. Um, of achieving that goal so another thing is that you have to realize that being productive or grinding or just is not about going 100 or 200 percent every single day it's about keeping that streak and consistency every single day and part of it is knowing your limits on how hard you can go every single day without stopping without getting burnt out this applies to whatever lifestyle you're working on I'm going to use my morning routine as an example. Yeah, I wake up early and work out, make myself breakfast, meditate, journal, whatever. But realistically, as a high school student, especially if you're busy, it gets hard to keep up with all that. So yeah, sometimes I wake up later, I skip the gym, I just grab like a protein bar or something and head to school. But I don't consider these things to be unproductive and I don't beat myself up for it. And that's because I know that being productive is not about hitting every single check mark 
every single day. It's about hitting the check marks that matter. It's not humanly or physically possible to keep up with a million things. What happens when you try meeting extreme ends is you give 100% one day, okay? That that day was good. And then the next, you give 10% because you're tired and you're burnt out. Instead of going 100% one day, 10% the next, um, back and forth, you want to be going at a steady like 60, 70, 80% every single day. So to continue what I was saying about my morning routine, it's about choosing what things you need to do, what things are an investment of your time, and what things aren't. Choosing your priorities. For my mornings, I set aside that extra time to do things for myself that feel healing, that make me feel good and at peace. And if I don't have time to do everything, which realistically happens a lot, I'm choosing a handful of things that make me feel happy and overall set me up for my day. For example, I'll personally choose to journal or do homework instead of extra time for meditating or reading. You may choose something else. Like sometimes I'll just click snooze and let myself sleep longer because my body needs it. And this is called prioritizing. Choosing only the tasks that are most important to you in your day instead of trying to cram everything in. You can't be perfect all the time. Pick apart the things you need to choose to do choose a handful that are the most important and focus on those prioritize and if you have some extra time left in your day that's great that's when you get to do things that you put at the end of your to-do list or marked as optional slash not important so that's probably my number one tip to balancing out um schedule wise and you just have to prioritize what hobbies what people or just things that you want to invest your time in Rest days are also important, whatever that may look like for you. If I'm feeling burnt out or overwhelmed because of my workload, I will set aside one day to just chill. And in my case, I really like going out or hanging out with my friends. Like being around people energizes me. So I like to go out whenever I need a break. But your rest days could look different. You would, you could just sleep all day. You could sit on your couch and read Anything that makes you feel um, rejuvenated, maybe. But physically speaking, take care of your body. Eat to fuel your body. Let yourself eat. Let yourself sleep. Like Sleep is the most basic building block. If you don't have enough sleep, it doesn't matter how long or hard you study or work out. Your body and mind will never be at that capacity or at that peak without your foundation of sleep. My memory retention will be the same studying three hours on no sleep to one hour with sleep. To be most productive and most effective in not only studying, but anything that requires you to be present in your life, to be most productive in all these areas, you have to be physically up to par and you have to have your body rested. This kind of leads to the topic of productivity windows. Find the time that you are most productive. If you're a night owl, then set aside time at night to do your work or get stuff done. Personally, I work best in the mornings or when I straight wake up. So I often will opt for going to bed. Like I'll call it a night and then I'll wake up an hour or two earlier to do homework. And this works for me because I have a busy schedule and I get home really late. And when I'm tired, I'm not productive. I feel lazy, tired, sad. Like my learning isn't up to par. My attention spans so bad. I can't think straight. I get distracted. Okay, find your productivity windows and build your daily schedule off of it. It will make your life so much more easier. This is called something or this is something called working smarter, not harder. 
it's so important not or knowing how your body and mind works because everyone's works so differently personalize your schedule catering to that the best schedule the best routine to following isn't a select one it's just what works best for you and accommodates to your mental and physical capacities having a daily schedule though is really important i'm stressing this having a routine having a habit loop that you consistently follow through every single day it could be a small habit like watering your plants every day something that you just do um you could have your whole day as a routine. You could have multiple routines in a day. I personally like to keep my afternoons and evenings more unstructured because every day just looks different for me. But just because I'm a morning person, I run on my morning routine. But we'll get back to that. But having habits is just so, so important because you can change your life by changing your behaviors. Habits are scientifically proven to make you happier to help balance out your life and incorporating habits through routines is a realistic and attainable way to balance out the five areas of life that I mentioned earlier. If you need a reminder, they were academics or corporate, physical health, hobby or passion, social life, and then interpersonal relationships. As you get older, there will be more categories that you have to balance out, of course, like finance, for example, but everything just fits into one of those five. Anyway, habits are so powerful because of the way that they relate to your neurological cravings. And a really good way to level up your life in an instant is through habit building. I have some book recommendations on this topic if you're interested in learning more. There's Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a really popular one. And then um, Charles Duhigg wrote The Power of Habit. This was also really interesting because it breaks down the science behind it and walks you through some specific studies that scientists have done on habit building and the study of habits. So there are many different resources that will take you more in depth. And because this episode isn't solely focusing on habits, I won't go too in depth. But to sum it up for you, the habit loop consists of a hue, a cue, a routine, and a reward. You can use habit loops to break new habits, to control your sleep schedule, to build healthy habits like working out, or even to train your husband how to be a good husband. Your whole entire life is made up of tiny habits, and everybody has good or not so good habits, they just don't know it. But a cue or a trigger kicks your brain into action, and then the routine is the actual physical, mental, or emotional action, reaction, or behavior. And your reward is the prize that keeps that habit memorable so you keep doing it in the future. Again, this philosophy works for almost everything and you can use it to your advantage. Habits take consistency to form and build subconsciously and the same goes for if you are trying to break a habit. To really dumb it down for you even further, just keep doing something every single day and in a matter of weeks, it will become a habit. It's good to consciously be aware and have control over this practice because the the people who actually have their life together, who are happy living their best lives and are actually embodying security and wealth into their lives will speak of habit building. So back to the uh, daily schedules and my morning routine that I left off abruptly. If you want to start building a morning routine, but you don't really know where to start, a very common and easy place to start is by making your bed. I think 
I started my morning routine by doing the same thing. And I make my bed every single morning and it's something so minuscule, but it's such a big deal to me because I've been doing it for years now. I don't think about it. As soon as I get up, that's what I do. Number one, it keeps me from getting back in bed. Number two, it boosts my mood because my room looks so much cleaner and more put together. And three, it makes me feel productive. Um, Like I've just been awake for two seconds, yet I've already achieved something for my day. And this sets me up for success for the rest of my day. So to be honest, now when I don't have my bed um, made and it's just unmade, it irks me so much. Something feels incomplete. Even if I'm rushing out the door, I will fold my blankets and fluff up my pillows in a matter of seconds and I'll leave. But I wake up anytime between 2 to 6 a.m. depending on my workload. And during the weekends, I like to naturally let my body wake up. So ideally on weekdays, I'll set my alarm for 4 or 5 a.m. And again, if you're not a morning person and you get up any time later than that, that's what and that's what works for you. That's absolutely fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you don't hate mornings, I do recommend getting up early. It will change your life. The human brain is just naturally more alert and productive right after waking up. And waking up earlier also gives me more time to do those self-care and wellness things before I go to school. So especially if you have a job or you're a student who goes to school and you find yourself not having much time to do the things you want to do, waking up early to create a few extra hours is a good strategy. So if we're applying the habit loop into waking up, for example, a cue, action, and reward, a cue could be your reward, uh, your alarm at a given time that you want to wake up. An action is the action of you actually waking up, getting out of bed, rolling out. And the reward could be having a clear like mind, having extra time, or feeling accomplished, feeling alive. Or Personally, for me, a reward in waking up early is the quiet time that I get to myself where no one else is awake. And then I also love watching the sunrise. So that's just an example to give you a better idea of waking up um, as a habit loop. To build up that habit though, like instead of just setting your alarm for a few hours earlier, an easier method to approach this is to wake up 10 to 30 minutes earlier than you do each day to ease your body into eventually waking up hours earlier. If you wake up at 9, usually, and you want to start waking up at 6, for example, do it in 30-minute increments. Like, one day, wake up at 8.30, the next day, wake up at 8, and so on and so forth. You could even wake up 30 to 60 minutes earlier than you usually do to create time. You don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn, but if you are someone who wants to challenge yourself, like, life's getting a little boring right now, you want to challenge yourself and kind of give a shock to your body's routine system try waking up early i'd really recommend it Um, i keep repeating this but find the schedule that works for you if you don't know what that is yet you can follow someone else's and tweak it according to your body as you need if you want a basis of what my morning routine looks like to follow um if i don't have homework i'll wake up at four i'll make my bed get right to my desk. I'll sit my butt down in my chair right after I wake up and I'll study for about an hour from 4 to 5 a.m. This is because if I save it for later, I know I don't end up studying. I don't study in the evenings. I just, I just can't. 
<laughs> stupid but to be honest i usually can't get myself to study in the evenings right so after that i'll go drink some water brush my teeth um skincare whatever okay i'll work out get my body moving stretch go on a run be active for about 30 minutes or so um eat breakfast and i go on my phone while eating that's where i check up on my social media news or whatever after i've made it a personal goal to read more this year so i read for 20 minutes in the morning in the mornings i read a self-help book or non-fiction to get my brain moving and also learn something and then at night i'll read fiction if i have some time for fun but after I read, I'll typically pack, get ready for school. And the reason why I told you my morning routine is because I wanted to explain this next concept, which is living multiple days in a day. It doesn't make sense, but I'll try to explain it the best way that I can. The morning routine that I just described to you, this is what I call my first day of the day. If you have a 7 to school, to school or a 9 to 5 work or any other hour, um, those are hours dedicated to the first category, academics or corporate. Dedicate hours before and after those for different things. After my morning routine, when I go to school at 7 a.m., I've already been up for so long that I feel like a day has already passed. Like my second day starts as soon as I'm in school and ends when I'm out. Then my day three is after school hours for sports, um, maybe even a day four for business, homework, or anything like that. And then finally sleep. I don't know if there's an easy way to explain this, but split your 24 hours into multiple days, if you will. You're living multiple days within a 24-hour span where other people wake up at seven, come home, and sleep. You now have three to four days within what other people live one day. In a week, other people live seven days. You're living 21 or 28 days. In a month, you're so ahead of others. And in a year, your life has completely changed. It's all about time management, maximizing your productivity. And that's how you get ahead of the game. Habits are powerful. Routines are powerful. But also, time is powerful. Don't Make Excuses. No Excuses by Brian Tracy is also one of my favorite books. It's excellent. But... One of my least favorite excuses I hear coming out of people's mouths all the time is I don't have time. I give them advice and they're just like, Lindsay, I don't have time for that. No, it's not that you don't have time. It's that you don't want it bad enough to make time. Just as if someone, if someone likes you, they will make time to talk to you no matter how busy they are. If you want something that badly that you are willing to sacrifice other things on your to-do list or even extra hours of sleep, to stay up later or wake up earlier, if you want it bad enough, you can make time by giving up other things. Don't say I don't have time because it just sounds like you don't want it bad enough, okay? It's all about prioritizing. It's about finding what you want to do most during the day. You have 24 hours in a day. Use your 24 hours. Say you sleep for eight. You have 16 hours. You go to school or work for seven hours. That's nine hours. You have nine hours left. You still need to, uh, I don't know, eat, shower, work on your physical health, um, do your hobbies, extracurriculars, hang out with friends, take a nap, study, do homework, okay, all that. You have so much to do. Whether it seems like a lot of time or not enough time to finish your to-do list, I'll give you a top trick to maximize your time. I break down my hours, my 60-minute increments, into two sets of 30 minutes. Two sets of 30 minutes is one hour. 
Split your hours into 30 minute halves or whatever time increment you want. And now instead of saying like, instead of nine hours, you have 18 sets of 30 minutes. This obviously doesn't change the actual quantity of your time, um, but it does make you feel better about having more time because it seems like you're having more time. But anyway, what it does is it gives you an easier method of spending your time and therefore increases your productivity um, and usage of time. So instead of saying, I have nine hours to do all of this, you now say, I'm using three out of 18 sets to work out. Five to study, two to do homework, two out of 18 to eat, two to play violin, whatever, okay? The rest to spend with family or watching TV, recreational. Trust me, it's effective, it works. Split your time into increments and, like, ration it off, okay? You'll find yourself getting a lot more done during your day. Ooh, another thing is that time never comes back. Like, of course, enjoy yourself, enjoy your life, live in the moment, party the heck out of your life, but everybody has the same amount of time, time doesn't slow for successful people, and their time is no different from yours. What is different, though, is how they use it. There's a way to double the amount of your time um, compared to others. It's called investing your time. So how do you invest your time? To invest your time, you have to put it towards something that will reward you in the future. For example, instead of playing video games 10 hours a week, you can learn a new skill for 10 hours a week. Say that Bob played video games and Sam learned a new skill. Bob just blew off 10 hours that he's never going to see again. And sure, Sam spent that exact same amount of time as Bob, but he also gained something out of it. In the future, when Bob is trying to... um, make a living, I don't know. Sam will also Sam will have jumped the gun. He's already invested his time and he's used the skills that he's learned during those 10 hours per week to level up his life, to make money, to maybe create a franchise. Maybe he's he's at a growth rate, you know, while Bob has only been staying stagnant. His time hasn't rewarded him or come back to him. So what I'm saying is invest your time, use your time wisely on things that will come back for you and benefit you later. Another important practice to have is to stop taking shortcuts. Stop being lazy. Like short term, you may reach it faster, but long term, you'll literally be behind. Like your results will also not be 100%. They will lack. Being lazy and taking the easy way out is never better. You have to go through it in order to reach the next level. To give you like a visual, I don't know, analogy, jumping a few stairs will get you to the top faster, but you're missing the content of the steps that you just jumped over, right? Taking shortcuts is not a good habit. Taking the easy way out is bitch behavior. Stop slacking, and if you're going to do it, do something, then fully commit to it. The end product is not the only thing that you get. You also get the character that you've built throughout the process of reaching that end product, right? We talked about good habits, but now here are a few bad habits that you can recognize yourself from doing and stop doing them. So number one, stress eating or seeking comfort in anything that doesn't do you good, such as, I don't know, food, yelling, spending money, putting others down, etc. Instead, when you were sad or mad or you were seeking comfort, you want to seek comfort in things that, again, will level you up. Spend time with people, go to the gym, do a self-care spa day, you know, go get your hair done, read, do something productive to feel better. 
Next, don't be a chronic complainer. Don't chronic complain. Don't shit talk either. Like everything will bite you back in the butt. Um, I swear. Don't be those I'm the victim people all the time. Everybody probably secretly hates you. Anyway, it's just not a good habit to have. When you were trying to level up, you should not be bringing others down. Um, also, the what I like to call zero zero procrastinating. I do this sometimes. But, you know, when it's like 5.47 p.m. and you decide to start your work at 6 p.m. sharp. But then you look at the clock and it's 6.03. So you start, you decide to start at 6.10. But then you go on your phone and next thing you know, it's 11 p.m. Yeah, don't do that. Just just get it over with okay get your work done don't procrastinate but also like don't wait for a select time to do your work and lastly i wanted to conclude this episode by talking about emotional intelligence a little bit because it plays a huge part in the interpersonal or relationship building category which is one of the categories you want to have um, balanced in your life so emotional intelligence or being able to have conversations with people, like communicating your feelings in a positive, mature manner, being able to confront people when they disrespect you, disrespect you, even if you don't necessarily want to, and most of all, admitting when you were in the wrong and that you made a mistake. Like the words "I'm sorry" are thick to get out of your throat sometimes, but they're important and the more you practice the more you will be comfortable with it so actively try to improve your communication skills and i know it's especially hard for like shy or anxious people but the only way to do it is to keep practicing and to keep talking to more people not only is it one of the most important skills you need in life but interpersonal emotional intelligence will save so many relationships in the long run, build healthy long-term relationships in your life, and you will eventually attract good and healthy people in your life if you practice good interpersonal skills. You don't want to be one of those people that come across as needy um, and draining to be around. You want to be emotionally mature and communicate that and listen to those around you and be the bigger person sometimes. And you want to be that person that other people feel connected with, safe, opening up with, and moreover, a spot where they can just unwind and have fun with you compared to being someone they feel exhausted or drained around. Okay, same goes for like if someone in your life is constantly just bringing you negativity, constantly complaining, and their attitude about life is just eh, like it doesn't make you feel good drop them like you don't need them in your life okay and last but not least if you are truly trying this is kind of unrelated to interpersonal but i just want to bring uh, put it out there you if you are truly trying you are bound to fail at some point in time so if you're afraid of failing don't be it's just a matter of how fast you can pick yourself back up it's guaranteed but most successful people know how to deal with it and turn it into something even greater so just a reminder that Waking up every day is enough, and that's already doing a great job. So I hope you enjoyed um, episode three, and you got some motivation or tips on balancing the five areas of your life to level up. Thanks for listening. The next episode will be coming next Sunday.